back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. Having had raced all over the world, including participating in the notorious Barkley Marathons, she's now brought all of her knowledge and brought it back to you so you can now be an expert. So sit back, relax, and the knowledge you'll receive will have you off to the races. Hi, and welcome back to the pod. Great to have you joining me. I hope you're listening to me while out on a glorious run. Um, If not, maybe you're in the car. Who knows? I don't know. You know what? It'd be great if you could um, take a selfie or whatever of, selfie or whatever, a selfie, um, of yourself listening to the pod and tag me on Insta or Facebook. I would love to see what you get up to when you're listening to the podcast. Um, Anyway, you know, it's been um, busy for me. Um, There was a lot of great appreciation for the episode last week with Megan Canfield. A lot of people resonated with what she was saying with getting older and feeling slower and, you know, and it's not just, just women, obviously, Um, although men obviously don't go through menopause, but you know, um, they have their own issues, no doubt. And, and generally as you get older, you get a little bit slower. I mean, it's, it's a fact of life. So, um, you know, it is hard, um, but it's something all athletes will face at some point if they keep going with this, with running or with, with, you know, whatever sport you're doing. Honestly, I mean, we're, we're very lucky in running and in, in, in that we actually have a longer time frame that we can keep going and be at our peak, for want of a better word. Um, you know, in some sports, it's a, it's a much younger, you know, t- time that you're, you're out of the peak of the game. Um, so we are very lucky. And that's just another reason why ultra running is so fantastic and why we all love to do it. <clears throat> So today on the podcast, I have one of my clients, but um, she is also a a great athlete and her name is Brooke and um, she is doing a big run and, um, you know, I am helping her to build up the kilometers to get to that run. So I thought it would be interesting for you all to hear about it and to support her because it's always great when people are doing these sorts of things to raise funds for important reasons. And in this case, it's mental health within the industry that she has been working in, which you will hear about. And quite frankly, I I think it's, you know, um, warranted and needed. Uh, Also thought I would let you know for the female listeners out there and for the men, because, you know, I'm sure you know some female runners. Um, I have received a lot of feedback that women would like some more information about how to um, run and train and race a bit more in tune with their menstrual cycles. And um, I have created, put in a lot of work, a lot of research, a lot of study into creating a a workshop that I will run online on Wednesday, the 22nd of February, starting at seven o'clock. And it will go for two to three hours, which I know is a late night, Um, but I'm I'm not, I don't want to be contained by a time. It might be two hours, but it might be three. I want to be able to have a good question and answer time at the end. That's what I'm allowing extra time for. So, um, 
and and you know like I said I've done a lot of research a lot of work in this to make sure that I'm giving you really good really valid research backed information and only $45 okay but that's you've got to register before the 5th of Feb that after that the price goes up to 55 so the early bread price is $45 so go to the website um and to find out more and to register and I really think this will be an extremely helpful um workshop for for women for, for learning how to properly um get in tune with their cycle rather than training and and not and not understanding why some days feel like crap and other you know really knowing what you should be doing and eating and those sorts of things in tune with your cycle i am also now working on one for perimenopause and menopause um that's a little quite a bit more research and work so bear with me I'm working on that one and that will be next so um, like I said I'm just hopefully creating things that you guys are asking for well that's what it seemed to me um, so yeah go to the website get on board register now at the cheaper price don't leave it too late um, also what else has been happening um, I have been still recovering from my surgery things are still Running is still not quite right for me. I'm not really sure what's going on. Went to the doctor today to get some blood tests and those sorts of things going on to find out what's happening for me. So who knows? You know, the human body is an amazing and intricate machine. And sometimes just the slightest little thing can have um, a larger impact. So that's why I'm sort of, you know, doing doing my own due diligence and making sure that I'm not missing something Um along the way and, and I always say you know it's better to find out things and find out exactly what's going on with you rather than doctor googling it or second guessing or fearing the worst it's better to know whether it's the worst or not it's better to know so that you can not that I think there's anything terribly wrong with me um it's better to know than to um be conjecturing and and once you know then you've got a game plan and and you know even if it comes back nothing's wrong well then at least you know it's nothing wrong and you can move forward um so, you know, that's that's what's happening for me. So I've been, you know, getting back on the mountain bike, which has been really good fun. Um, I used to be a mountain biker back in the olden days before I was a runner. So, you know, it's good to get back out there. And I did get this new bike, like I said, after my other one was stolen. So it's nice to actually use my decent bike out on the trails properly rather than just on the bike path. And, and it is fun. But, of course, you know, that's been a bit of a struggle too because everything at the moment, quite frankly is a struggle. Um, so, you know, I've been sitting on the, that comfy couch, not that you can see it because I've got the background, um, watching a bit of, quite a bit in YouTube. Um, I would recommend watching Geo Wizard. Um, he's got this um, YouTube channel, obviously, because it's on YouTube, uh, where they kicked a soccer ball, football, across England and they do all these straight line missions and it's really quite entertaining. Um, and, and Ron and I have been loving watching that. Now, coming up, we will be, Ron and I, will be sweeping at Hut to Hut. So look out for us there. We'll be doing the night section, so you might not see us. And as soon as we're sweeping, you're probably hoping you won't see us. So I won't take offence. Anyway, if you do see us, say hi. All righty. Well, I hope you enjoy this chat with Brooke. I certainly did. She's a lovely girl with a heart of gold and um, a great cause. So please, please, please support her. I'll put the links to everything in the show notes and um, yeah, get on board. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your run, enjoy the podcast and speak to you next week. Bye. 
Hi, my name's Sarah. I've been coached by Izzy since February this year, 2022. I've had a really good year of running, thank you to the support um, and guidance from Izzy. I did two main races, um, the Surf Case Century 100 kilometers and also the New York Marathon. Both of these races, um, I achieved all my goals that I wanted to achieve and um, just had a, a great experience in both. Um, thoroughly enjoyed my year and um, just having the, the support, the guidance and the knowledge from Izzy really helped me achieve those goals. So if you're thinking of actually getting a running coach, I would highly recommend Izzy from Peak Endurance Running. Thank you. Hi, uh, Brooke. How is it going? Yeah, good. Thank you. It's awesome. That, that's great. Welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Um, now, people may not have heard of you, but they will soon, later this year. Can you just give yourself a little bit of an introduction and um, and what sort of running you've done? Um, yes, yeah, so I'm Brooke. I'm 26 years old from Western Australia, Perth. Um, running that I've done is very limited. The most I've ever run is 36K. But, yeah, I'm a truck driver, FIFO worker, which is fly-in, fly-out worker. Um, and, yeah, soon to be like a big marathon runner. <laughs> you are indeed. Now, for those people who, I mean, I know you said FIFO is fly-in, fly-out. Can you sort of explain what that means, what sort of a lifestyle that is? Yeah, so fly-in, fly-out is either some people work week on, week off. So you go away for work for a week and then you come home for a week. Some people, like myself, we do two weeks stints at a time, come home for one week or three weeks as well. So we live on camp um, and then we go to work, working 12-hour days. Sometimes it is pretty harsh conditions as well um, and it can be become very isolating up there too. And, and where is this? Um, it's in remote all over Western Australia, all over Australia actually, um, and is working within construction and mining. Um, so yeah, I work within construction myself. But yeah. Yep. And and so when you fly into a place, I presume you're living somewhere else when you're not working, right? Yeah, for sure. So we go away. Um, and like I said, we go away for whether a week or two weeks, and then we fly into the camp itself. But that means that we're leaving our friends behind, leaving our family yeah. behind. So we're not really home at all um, apart from that week off. But then on that week off, you've got to cram everything else in. So it's a pretty hectic lifestyle. Um, and for me personally, I just have to know my why I'm doing it and that gets me through the days. Yeah, I mean, that would be a tough, tough lifestyle. And um, like you'd be like paying for accommodation, or paying for where you live, but half the time you're not even living there. Yeah, yeah. So the site accommodation is like all paid for and then they yep. do our thing and all that for us. But yeah, it's pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, that seems crazy. And then um and then yes, that week when you're home, you're having to cram all the things in that everyone else normally does all the time in that into that short period of time. Yeah. And then honestly, there's some days where you just get so burnt out because you're trying to cram everything in, see your friends, see your friend, family. And when you're on site, you miss out on so many activities. Like I've missed out on years of my nephew's life. I've missed out on like friend's birthday, my birthday, just so many different celebrations like weddings, funerals that you do miss out on. Um, yeah, that that does get pretty tough. And, and also I'm guessing because you've been working 12-hour days, you'd need a bit of rest and recovery in that time too. 
You're absolutely knackered, yeah. yeah. And uh, when you're there for three weeks, like are you working five days or six days? What are you working? You're working the whole seven days. Seven seven days for three weeks? Yeah, and you do get oh um, some some companies, they give you one whole day RDO, which is like a rested day off, rusted day off, sorry, that means, yeah. um, which is like halfway between the three weeks or yeah. some they just give you a six-hour break, which is like a sleep-in. But you think about it, if you get that sleep-in, it kind of throws your body off for the yeah. next half of your swing. So it's like, do we have the sleep-in? Do we not? We try, me personally, I just try keeping to my routine. For time. Wow, that is tough. I don't think that one week off is worth <laughs> that kind of hard work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. So the, the biggest run you've done um, before we met was 36 Ks. Yeah. What, what was that? <laughs> that was literally a one day morning. It was actually start of 2020 when the Australian bushfires were happening. Um, there was a Australian challenge that was going on to raise as much funds as we can. And I just hit up my mate one time and I was like, hey, I'm going to go out for a run. I'm going to try and make some donations for Australian bushfire appeal. Do you want to come? She's like, sweet. How long are we going for? And I was like, oh, I'll just run out to Dampier, which was 16 Ks. Yeah. And she challenged me. She's like, how are we going to get back? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll just get a friend to come pick us up. And she's like, no, 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 we're going to run back. So it was literally one Saturday morning, no training at all involved. Um, I was just doing a bit of resistance training in the gym because as I have my whole life, we just decided to go for a run. <laughs> That's awesome. And how was it? Was it a bit of a suffer fest? Well, it was actually really interesting. So all the way out there, it was like she carried me and she helped me get past that 16K mark and just keep going, keep going. But then on the way back, it was like I took over and something inside my head took over and it was just like, we've got this, keep going, keep going. And it was like I carried the team back. So, yeah, it was really interesting. You girls worked well together then. Yeah, yeah. It was a really good insight into the running. And we'll, and at the end, when we got home, we're like, why didn't we just run another four or five Ks? We would have made a marathon. But <laughs> Would have, could have, should have, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. So um, so do you want to just, because you do have big plans for this year and, and we're building, I'm obviously coaching you and um, on the running side, and um, we're building you up building up your kilometres. Do you want to explain to the listeners what it is that you are planning? What what crazy plan you have? Yeah, so I'm going to be running from Pilbara to Perth, which is 1,600 k's in total. Um, and it's pretty much like from top of Western Australia all the way to the bottom of the West Australia. Um, and it is to raise funds for mental health within FIFO and mining and also the younger generation too because it is just so needed and there's not much support out there. Um, and yeah, I just want to do my part I can to make an, it's called impact to ignite, to make an impact to ignite others to speak about their mental health and raise awareness for mental health, but just not just awareness, but actually seek the help that they are truly worthy of as well. Mm. And and so you say within mining and, and FIFO, what, what's going on there? Um, I myself firsthand has, have experienced it and after speaking with so many guys on site and actually being in the industry myself, it is something that is really, really hard. It's something to really hard to cope with on site. And then when you're on site, if you are having a bad mental health day, a lot of the times people just shrug it off and it's time we stop shrugging it off and we actually hold those conversations. Yes, they may feel uncomfortable at the start, but it's trying to make those uncomfortable conversations comfortable to have because 
when you hold that conversation with someone else, you also help them, but you also help your own mental health too. Um, so yeah, like like I said before, being alone on site, it is really isolating. You miss your friends, you miss your family. People with children on site, they're away from their children oh, for wow. a few weeks at a time. Like yeah. it can become really isolating. And not only that, it's everyday challenges that we face in life. So whether you're maybe going through a relationship breakup or um, your kids aren't doing well or just other family issues that may be coming into play when you're on site, you're not around your loved ones to help cope with that. So that's where it becomes super isolating. And we see a lot of people's mental health suffering and a lot of people developing depression, anxiety, withdrawn, because they don't have the tools and resources and they don't have someone there who is willing to listen. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine it would be tough in that environment because there would be a sort of mentality around people that you don't discuss that kind of thing, I guess. But yeah. would, would I be right to say that it's mainly a male-dominated sort of field? Yeah, super, super right there. And that's exactly it is. It's just like the old ways. Oh, man, toughen up. And I'm sick of people saying toughen up because it's not a matter of fact to toughen up because when you toughen up for so long, the kettle boils over. And that's where the suicide rates come in. Like on site, we lose at least 200 people a year to suicide. And finding, wow. your, finding your mate in their donga doing that is just really fucking devastating. Yeah. And and that's it. Although it's a male dominated area where people say toughen up, the men are suffering too. You know, like it's it's not helping them. No. And to me, that's where I feel really privileged and really blessed to be in the industry because I do open up and I do hold those conversations for men. But all it starts is with me sparking the conversation and just if they're asking how my day is going, just be open and honest. I'm having a real blue day today. But then by me opening up, it actually allows them to open up as well. So I found. So the more I open up and the more I chat to the guys and actually ask about their mental health, the more they open up with, to me and they, um, you just see the ripple effect as well. And then when they leave, they just feel so much better. And I'm like, can we have more people doing this? Yeah, yeah. And so with this raising funds, are you hoping that somehow or other that will um enable them to be some sort of support network for, for people doing this kind of work? What is it? What is the aim for that? Yeah, so with raising the funds, I've partnered with 20 Talk and the Blue Tree Project. So the Blue Tree Project has honestly helped me through my darkest days, especially when I'm on site. Um, she's going around Australia, raising awareness for mental health, but also planting blue trees in the outback remote parts of Australia to spark that conversation with your mates. She's holding workshops and webinars and all that to help spark the conversation. And the reason why it's helped me so much on site is whenever I see a blue tree, it just gives me a glimmer, glimmer of hope to keep going. And I absolutely love that. So that's what's a blue tree? A blue tree is literally, so on site, sometimes you can't actually, for the environmental reasons, you can't paint the blue tree. So what they've started doing is actually making blue trees out of steel frames and putting Oh, Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Otherwise, like in the remote parts and like the regions of Australia, you might see a blue tree that's painted and it just gives you that glimmer of hope that there's happiness within the darkness. Oh, okay, so it's like a symbol um, and when people see it, they know, yeah, that's, I love that idea. What a great idea. Yep. All right, well, that that's great. And who was the other organisation? Um, that one's 20 Talks. So they raise a lot of awareness and they deliver a lot of programs to the youth of Australia all around mental health, all giving them the tools and resources 
to make sure that they they know what that, what to do if they do have a blue day. And it's not just like a um, one-stop shop. It's kind of they give you, yeah, all the tools and resources to imp- implement and teach that as well. Yeah, because it's one thing to to start a discussion, but it's another to have some strategies that, that actually help people, isn't it? Exactly. And that's what I see. I see a lot of people raising awareness, but what do we do with that awareness? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like whenever I hear the Are You OK Day, which it's great to talk about things, but but then what? You, you can't just say, Are you OK? And then, you know, you need to, it needs to be a little bit more than that. It, it, it's more than just a conversation, really, isn't it? It is. And it's not just about having a conversation one day a year or like yes. a week kind of thing. It's about noticing the signs in your friends and loved ones and actually being able to act on it then and there instead of waiting until they have depression, instead of waiting until they're self-harming, instead of waiting until it's too late. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, And you were talking also about, it, you know, you're wanting to do it to raise mental awareness, but you're also saying for young people, what what's your focus there? Yeah, so... um. I started experiencing depression and anxiety when I was 12, 13 years old. And that was a lot of, um, because where I was in life and in the family dynamics at home, going through um, split parenting, relationship breakups in that sense, that was really hard. And that was when my mum first went FIFO. So it kind of forced me to grow up as a child too. Um, And that's why FIFO will always have a massive place in my heart, whether I'm in it, whether I'm out of it. I just resonate from the child's perspective, but also from the people who are out there working it too. So that is really where that stems from. And I didn't know what to do in those cases. And running was my escape. So all kind of ties back into running as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's right. No, well, that's great. Um, And um, are you hoping you know, we'll get into the details of the actual run. Are you hoping that along the way you will stop in communities and do some sort of talks or what, what are you hoping to do anything like that? Um, I haven't really. Do you think you might be a bit too tired? <laughs> I definitely know I'll be absolutely knackered, but <laughs> I haven't really thought about pit stops along the way because in Western Australia, honestly, the run that I'm doing, there's not many towns, there's not no. many communities. <laughs> it's literally just like a massive highway and a lot of bushland so yeah we'll see so um it's 1600 kilometers that's that's a long way to go how are you intending to break that up and what's what's your route so that people can have a look and see how remote it is yeah so the route we're starting in Karatha and then we'll be going down Carnarvon way um Carnarvon way Newman way Exmouth Way all the way through Geraldton and then we finish up in Perth, Scarborough, Western Australia. Um, the plan of attack is to do it over 30 days and that means I'll be running minimum 50 k's a day. Ideally, it will be 70 k's a day, but we just have to give or take if there's any injuries, any setbacks and, yeah. Are you going to, are you scheduling in some rest days? No, I have not yet, No. But I'm assuming we will talk more. Yeah, about we'll it. talk more about that. We're still we're still just building things up, but that's something that we need to consider. Um, now, so far, who have you got on your crew? Um, so I've got Nick. He's my physio, and he's doing a lot of strength tra- stuff with me. Um, and I got yourself as a running yeah. coach. It's awesome. Will uh, Will Nick be coming with you? Because it would be good to have a physio with you. Will he be actually coming? 
Well, he has promised that he'll be there when we finish, but I don't know. 30 days is a long time. So yeah. this is where I really need to build out my team to actually who can, 30 days is a long time. And it could be even like a tag team. So whether some we get some physios in Perth on board yeah. and tag team out, that would be really cool because the support crew on the actual 30 days is going to be massive too. Yeah. Making sure. Yeah, um, that, that's kind of what I was getting at. Have, do you, have you nailed down who's going to come with you physically? Oh, I have two people. So I have my dad and then I have Rowan. That is like physically who will be there for the whole 30 days. Oh, that's good. But other than that, no, not yet. That is what the next two or three months is all about, is just planning out those finer details of it. Because <laughs> the more I look into it, the more I'm like, well, this ain't just a Saturday morning run. <laughs> no, I'll have to get you in contact with Sean Bell. Um, he um, He's done this sort of thing before and he'll have lots of tips for you, I'm sure. Yeah, awesome. That would be wicked because I, I don't really know anyone who's ran this far. Yeah, no, no. And and it's a big thing because, you know, you've got to think about the crew uh, get tired too. So, you know, you need to sort of give them, you know, I mean, obviously you get tired, but, you know, um, you're kind of expecting that. But but they do too and you need them on top of their game too. So it's, it's a big juggling act um, at the end of the day. What sort of temperatures are you going to be faced with? Temperatures. So I've tried to put it off for as long as possible for training purposes. But if we start it any later than August, it's going to be way too hot. As in like yeah. leaving Karatha, it will probably be about 28 to 30 degrees. Oh, <laughs> and then <laughs> that's, that sounds terrible. But you're, you'd be more used to hot weather, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm definitely climatised to hotter weather. But then as we're coming down the coast, it would just get nice and cooler as well. So oh, okay. it would be nice to finish like that. Yeah, yeah, well, then that's good. But if, if you're running towards the cooler weather, that's something to look forward to as, as you're going. Yeah. So um, what's your plan if you perhaps start to get some niggles or something like that? Do you have any? Not no. yet? Getting it done, not yet. Yes, yeah. I mean, and, and what often happens is sometimes even niggles come up and athletes who do this sort of just keep running and the body repairs itself on the go. I've heard that happen so many times. Um, so the body is an amazing thing, basically. Yeah, and I think because I am starting to prep my body so far in advance, that is an advantage. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And, and like we've, you know, we've spoken about with um, – you know, um, you've got the running, but you're also doing the weights and quite heavy weights, which I think really help to make your body strong and robust and resilient to the effects of, of lots of running. Um, is that how you've been planning the weights? Yeah, for sure. So I've kept my whole weight routine pretty much the same, dropped it back a little bit as I'm more increasing my running. But now I have a strength coach on board to take care of all that for me. But I've been training since I was 14 years old. Yeah. Um, so my body is pretty strong in that yeah, sense. Yeah, and and you would be, you know, um, obviously you would um, be able to do them all correctly. So you're not you're not working through the learning of the the, the weights. That's something you've got, and and there's no way your form would be off or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. So that is definitely one thing that I was like, yep, got that right. <laughs> now another thing we were talking about recently was the concept of um, recovery because. Um, it's so important as we're building the kilometres up. What what are you doing for recovery as in your training, you know, and, and then that you can maybe use after each day after you've finished running? 
Yeah, so I've been having a lot of ice baths and a lot of Epsom salt baths recently in the past few weeks. Um, I try to have them two times, if not three times a week. Um, and then as for stretching, it's just foam rolling each night, stretching out the muscles and Pilates as well. I've incorporated a lot of Pilates, um, yep. just easy flow movements. Yeah. And, you know, we also talked about you getting extra sleep and, and all that sort of stuff. You're focusing on that as well. Yeah, so... And the more that we go on into this whole training phase, the more I'm actually going to have to say no to activities, which yeah. is like pull myself away from those social environments because the importance of sleep on your body is one thing that I'm massively noticing. Yeah, it makes such a difference. And and like we sort of spoke about also, um, <clears throat> this is just one period of your life that the social activities will still be there, you know, in October, November and all that sort of stuff. So you know, I think, yeah, it's it's like honing that focus in and life is so rarely balanced as you would know from doing FIFO anyway. So um, this is just a state of imbalance at the moment, I guess. Yeah. And those who love me, those who know me know that when I've set my mind to something, there's like no coming back from it. So they've just got to accept this phase of my life. It is what it is. And if they're there to support me, that's awesome. But otherwise, yeah, they know my mindset. I'm gone. <laughs> and, and and at the end of the day, the 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 focus and the goal for you is is an altruistic one. It's not like you're being selfish and just focusing on yourself. It's you're doing something for a purpose to help others. So exactly. Know. That's what whenever I'm running, that's exactly what I keep thinking about. The moments that I want to give up, the moments that I'm just like, oh, we'll just shave off a K for the day. It's the moments yeah. that I'm like, no, I'm doing this for other people. I'm doing this for a bigger reason. Like, and that is the moment that like keeps me going for more. Yeah, and that's often said in running is that why is what um, keeps you going, especially once you get into ultras. And, and is that what you're going to use during the um, actual event? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's just always holding that reasoning why close to me um, and then having a big supportive network of the FIFO crew as well um, has been a real big help too. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine that they would be really supportive. Um, now, you know, um, You've started your own business, is that correct? Did you want to promote, talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I have. Um, I've leaned into, I've started my own business and it has, it's been in the making for so many years. And to me, the reason why this whole thing actually has come about is about four months ago, I had a car accident. I was hit by a truck. And that just set something off inside of me that life's too short to be living. Like mm. what? fucking thing impact you want to leave in this world and I've wanted to do this run for many many years but I've never done it for the fear of failure for the fear of other people's judgments for the fear of not having the supportive network but that's why I want to do this run and another thing that I've been working on for years but never actually actioned was my online coaching business as well so I've really launched that and that is all about giving the tools and resources to learn to love yourself wholly in your body and it's mainly targeted at teenagers um, and the younger in 20s Australian females um, and it, yeah so we've recently just launched two programs one called Girl Power Up and another one called Mindset for Females because it ties back into that FIFO life it is hard working out there but you need to have the tools and the resources to make it a success for you um, and also being female in a male-dominated environment you're faced with so many more challenges as yeah. is also yeah so what's the name of your business so people can have a look? Um, it's just Brooke Emma Rose. Um, and, yeah, a lot more detail is on there and it's 
brookemmerose.com. You can find heaps more on it. Yep. yep. All right. I'll put the link in the show notes for people who may be out running and not able to write that down or, or forget it. You know, I know what it's like when you're running, you think, oh, I want to do that. And then you go on to the next thing. Um, so I'll put all the links for that in, in the show notes. Also, um, <clears throat> so that that's great. And I mean, I'm sure you are with this run, you're being really inspirational to many females as well, because, you know, this is not an easy task, this run. No, it definitely isn't an easy task. And the reason why I absolutely love working with yourself is because you know a bit more about my background with my eating disorders and how my periods, and that is one thing that I really want to keep while I'm challenging myself and my body for this run as well. And it's one thing that you do really well is you take all that into consideration as a female, like mm. keeping our whole body um, healthy. Yes. So, it's very easy for women and girls, athletes and non-athletes to get into that trap of losing weight and, and wanting to look a certain way and then their bodies aren't healthy and can't really sustain themselves properly and, and that can lead to many problems. And, yeah, that's something we certainly don't want a runner to happen to. No, definitely not. And it's the importance of food. Like sometimes yeah. you get scared of food and eating and it's just like, no, food is good for us, so eat more. Yes when you're doing big runs like this or any kind of running too yeah yeah and and just in in you know food is not the enemy you know food is nourishment and and we've got to remember that that's that's the way it is and I mean you know it once you lose your period then that means there's something not right with the body it's not I know some women sort of go oh thank god but it's it's actually not a good thing is it no, it's not. And it's like the female is such a powerful body and it's completely different to males. So therefore, one, we need to train it differently. And yep. two, we need to learn to love it for everything that it can do for us instead of hating on it and restricting it, how I spent years doing so. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And um, yeah, and and you know, a healthy, a healthy female is is a strong, is a strong female, and and that's what we want. Lots of strong females out there. It's what I'm all about. Yep, exactly. Now, if people want to donate to this um, amazing cause that you've got and, and to support you on your run, where would they go to do that? Um, You can find a lot more information on my Instagram and on my TikTok as well. So my Instagram handle is just brookemma.rose. Yeah. Um, my TikTok is unapologetically brook, and I've got a lot of links in my bio where you can read up a lot more about the run and you can also donate for that run as well. Excellent. All right. Well, I'll put the links to that in the um in the in the show notes and, and I'm sure then people can go and, and check that out. Um well was there anything else, any anything I missed that you might want to to let the listeners know about? I think we've covered off quite a lot, but um yeah, I'm just super excited. And the more that the more training that I'm doing, the more that I'm realizing it's not really, it's a lot of physical work. Yes, but it's how we've got to train our mind as well. And I share a lot of that all over my socials. So yeah. Yeah, so, no, definitely. I mean, ultra running is, as they say, um, 90% mental and the rest is in your head. So, um, you know, it, it is very much a mental game, especially when you're doing so much every day, because you know, the body's going to hurt. So it's going to be your mind that's going to get you through it. Um, I'm hoping that we can catch up with you, you know, over the next few months, see how the training is progressing and 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 your plans and all that sort of stuff and even your business and that sort of thing. Um, how does that sound to you? 
Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. Excellent. And then I hope once you're out there on the run, we can perhaps catch up with you depending on your your um, Wi-Fi and, and phone network, you know, limitations. So yeah. I don't know what it would be like out there. We'll definitely be having like a video crew on board to like um, market it all and just like keep putting it out there and keep people posted. So that's one yep. thing that I'm starting to do more is like monthly updates on my social media. So yep. I've got people wanting to follow along for that as well. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and, and um, we'll have a chat with you again in a couple of months and see where you're at with everything. Thanks so much. It's been awesome chatting about it. All right. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. What did you think? You can let me know by going to Spotify and answering the question with a recording. So let us know, let me know, let Brooke and I know, whatever. Just um, leave, a, leave a response and I will add it to the next podcast. Now, don't forget, please do me a favour and subscribe, rate and review. I love getting reviews and I would definitely love to read some out on the pod. As you can see, I haven't gotten any recently, so I'm really hoping we get one soon. <laughs> It'd be nice. Um, anyway, also don't forget, go to peakchocolate.com.au to get proper functional chocolate, you know, sugar-free, but it's good for you. And I know sugar-free, you instantly go, oh, nasty. It's not. It is delicious. So, um, go there. Uh, I was just speaking to one of my clients the other day and he was saying him and his wife, they eat some of that rest chocolate with the magnesium every night and they are absolutely addicted to it and they both reckon it helps them sleep. So yay. And if you want to get 15% off, use the code Isabel Ross at checkout with an O, of course. That is the way to spell my name. Um, and don't forget to go to health and high performance, healthhp.com.au and see Luke if you've got any niggles or anything going on that you're not quite sure about. Remember what I spoke about, like getting things seen too before they become a huge issue. That's what's important. All right. So go there, support those companies that support the podcast and have a great rest of your week. See you next week.